So as you all know, Kevin and I are extremely bad at social media. And it's funny enough, Kevin. <laughs> so Marissa came to me and she's like, yeah, I have 16 followers. And this is a picture I posted and it got a lot of likes. But I didn't know how to rotate the picture. So she showed me a picture that was supposed to be vertical. Instead, it was horizontal because she didn't know how to like rotate the picture. <laughs> so you basically have to rotate your phone to even take a look at the picture that she you got to put your screen on screen lock and then you got to rotate your phone. <laughs> exactly. uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Or she could be starting a new fad, like a new art fad. I'm telling you, it's going to be the newest thing. She's going to start it inadvertently. So you're here, folks. She's the first. (laughs) Where there's like a canvas and there's just like black bars on most of the canvas and it's just like a a horizontal picture that you have to look at like sideways. Exactly. Exactly. Wicked smart, wicked cool, wicked fucking stupid, whatever the fuck. Something wicked. I'm baking like a twisted teaser. It's so hot here. My boy's wicked smart. The boy is hotter than hot. He's hot. Hot! Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Yum, yum, yum. I love beer. I love beer. Ah. You know, Kevin, (laughs) which is an interesting way to start a show. Um, I do love beer, by the way. But I will say, you made a bet with me last week about how you told me john recommend me a beer and i will go to total wine not not a sponsorship although that place is amazing <laughs> they don't need, they don't need to pay me to say that um john i'm gonna go to total wine and i'm going to purchase said beer and drink it on the podcast well i just saw you pick up a blue cup that's not carry beer it's, it's so what, water. what's with the bogus what's with the bogus um <laughs> challenge let me start hold on let me start off by saying when i said that i was drunk (laughs) okay okay so i i was actually planning to go during lunch at work to to total wine to pick up some beer as horrible as that sounds um it does it sounds awful yeah so i guess it's i guess in whatever context you want to put it in but I had to leave early, so I didn't get to go to Total Wine. Oh, like you were going to do that going, today? Yeah, I was going to go today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. I well, was thinking about it, too, because I, I even looked it up, and uh, they did have it at the one by me. So, Oh, I thought you meant like you researched the beer, and you were like, it looks delicious as fuck. No, I've never said that about beer. <laughs> I don't know how. My brother, who does not drink at all, like zero, he always says, man, I wish I could get into beer because it always looks so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? It is. It is delicious. And we talked about this on the, I think, second episode, how you don't drink beer or alcohol for the taste of it. Well, I'm telling you, dude, it's, just, I'm like, it's like Frank the Tank. It tastes so good. It tastes <laughs> so good when it hits my lips, <laughs> which is serious. Um, I'm trying to find the but, name of that beer. I can't find it because I couldn't pronounce a one syllable of that beer that you sent me. Okay, it's Weinstefaner Hefeweiss beer. Okay, <laughs> I bet you recommended our, that, okay, so I I'm, would go in there and fucking the way, ask somebody. 
And by the way, I'm just throwing out like like sponsor us. Like I'm just throwing out like free promotions. I mean, Total Wine, Wine Stefaner just did it again. So you would have on, to you would have to do those reads because I can't pronounce the company name. And I'm gonna slide into their DMs and be like, "Hey, what's good? Let me get some pics. <laughs> Let me get a pics of that beer pouring out of the tap. Oh, it looks so good." Um, well, welcome everyone to Wicked Hot. Kevin and John back at it again, another week. Um, I know you all must be thinking, "What are we doing this week? What? We must have run out of topics by now." You normally would be right but we've actually been pretty good at preparing and we have a large list of stuff but today um kind of a little bit of a throwback to one of the first episodes uh so we used to have the episode where sequels that were that never got made we today are doing tv shows that also were almost never made except they were so we're doing an all TV episode today for you guys. I'm very excited, Kevin. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited too. <laughs> Kevin is absolutely thrilled. I'll show his I'll do his enthusiasm for him. Kevin would have said, "Oh my god, yeah, Roman J Israel Esquire, fuck yeah." <laughs> a little throwback to an older thing, but yeah. So we got a couple good um, TV shows that were almost never made, and then obviously. You guys guessed it. We got a couple shows that should have been canceled. And boy, oh boy, do we have some good ones. I actually, Kevin, have some legit ones. All mine are legit, except they all ended up being made. But obviously, my last two, I want them to stay. Where it all, like almost, I want that to be that word to be removed. And so you, it actually to have happened. You want. Oh, okay. I see. I see. So you would have want them to not be made? <laughs> Correct. No, well, my first two, obviously, I want just a little more information. And I'm, I'm definitely down for them being made, obviously. But uh, my last two, in the same situation, they were made. But this time, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm all set. Yeah, I don't, my, I don't my last two are exactly like that. Yeah. So I know I want to throw throw a bone to you. But I think you're gonna boomerang it back to me. So as as uh, Kevin has a very much of a fear of going first, so I'm gonna take this first step for you. So I like I like for you to set the mood, and then I go with the mood. I don't like to be the one that sets the mood. See, I I like I like both sides of the coin. So, but I definitely hear you on this. All right, guys. So let's just just jump right into it. So. Obviously, we got TV shows that almost were never made. I have one that, honestly, it would be very surprising to. I I feel like it'd be very surprising to most people that it was honestly never even considered about being made. And I am talking about the Netflix hit starring. Ke I'm just kidding. It's not Kevin Spacey, and it's not House Cards. <laughs> <laughs> it is. The Stranger Things show. Not really what it's called. It's called Stranger Things, not the Stranger Things show. Although, actually, it might be a little bit more intense. That sounds like a talk that. show or something. Yeah, it does. They actually have, like, the talking, just, like, talking dead and all that bullshit. Oh, but, God. Yeah, we'll get into that, maybe. Um, so, obviously, Stranger Things, Netflix, we all love the show. Except Kevin, who's <laughs> who still has yet to see it, which 
honestly, is that really much a surprise to anyone that Kevin hasn't seen it? And um, in any case, I'm going to just preface with maybe spoilers for Kevin. Yeah, go for it. Uh, although, honestly, Kevin, I feel like you should be exempt from me saying spoilers. Yeah, if you're going to say something, you just say it. Because, like, at your point, something... you're like, you haven't seen it in, like, so. Yeah, we're talking about, like, a, what, a three-year-old show? Two-year-old, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to spoiler away, just go spoiler away. You don't even got to warn me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, But, yeah, so, uh, long story short of it all. The show is rejected about 15 to 20 times from various networks. And then just kind of delve into the history a little bit on the show and the two creators, the Duffner brothers, which for the one thing, I feel like there's a lot of brother directors where they're just called Duffner brothers. There's the ones who did the Captain American, like be your own guy. Wachowski, brother and sister. Wachowski, (laughs) brother and sister, yeah. Um, I will preface it with this. The Duffner brothers are probably the most unlikable twins ever on this planet. They are just the worst. Most unlikable um, twins? I feel like that's an oxymoron. Ooh, very true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they worked previously on Fox's Wayward Pines, which was produced by M. Night Shyamalan. So they basically had a apprenticeship with M. Night Shyamalan, which you know some people consider it good or bad just depends i personally thought wayward pines was a pretty entertaining and good show um but yeah despite their work with fox and on tv in general um when they when the duffner brothers were coming up with the concept for stranger things and the script and all that stuff execs basically balked at the idea that a show starring kids would be appealing to adults and ironically enough the brothers never thought they'd ever have a chance at pitching Netflix. And, well, if you've ever been on Netflix in the last couple of years, it seems they greenlight basically every show ever. Yeah, if you're a horror I mean, fan, if you're like a B-movie horror fan, go on Netflix, man. They're making, they're churning them out like sci-fi channel. If you're a fan of anything, there's a Netflix show for you. Honest to God. And it just reminds me of the South Park episode I think it was either this season or last season where um, Cartman was trying to sh- make a like MCU for Coon and Friends. Yeah. And they basically just dialed Netflix, like 1-800-NETFLIX, and, which actually that would work because it is five digits after the 1-800. Just saying. Pretty ingenious. <laughs> um, but yeah, when they call, it's just the, the operator picks up. It's like, Netflix, your show's greenlit. What, what's it about? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They say it's greenlit before it's actually yeah, even pitched. Exactly. So, which is really funny that they thought that they had, would have no chance at um, pitching Netflix. Um, but yeah, they before even thinking about bringing it to Netflix, the creators were on the verge of admitting that basically no one would get in, plan to stop, or no one would get it, I'm sorry, and plan to stop pitching the idea to studios at all. But obviously, as history shows, eventually connected with Netflix, understood their vision, and allowed them to create the show the way they saw fit. So, that's pretty sweet that, just, you know, like, despite working on TV and being under Shyamalan, I guess you can really see, like, the horror things that they picked up off Shyamalan. And it's funny because the show itself, these guys were born in the 80s. 
they mostly grew up in like the 90s. They were born in 85. So it's funny to see that they basically were like, we played D&D, but we also played a lot of Magic the Gathering. And they wanted to have a lot of their the characters play Magic the Gathering. And be like, it hasn't been invented yet. Like they can't, So they had to play oh. Dungeons and Dragons, which they said they played also, but hadn't been invented. So it's interesting that something like that, where they basically got influence from Shyamalan and all this other stuff, was having such an issue with being like picked up. Although yeah. I will say, I couldn't imagine like watching a show on Netflix and then having to wait a week per episode, which is Fuck the worst thing. That <laughs> seriously, Netflix really nailed the "here you go all at once" thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, as, as I've noticed researching these these shows that almost didn't get made, it's like, how the fuck did this show not have any traction at the beginning? Seriously. And how did it how did it almost slip through somebody's fingers? No, a hundred percent. I mean, I get the execs of of the various studios like thoughts on, uh, you know, it's an it's a show for kids or it's it's starring kids. How could it be for adults? Because I. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of children. I hate children. So yeah, the longer I have that. to see a child, I, I've said that children shouldn't be allowed into restaurants basically at all. Like there's a separate child world, a segregation between child and adult. Um, and to see kids, these kids are electric. They're fucking amazing. So I, I, I honestly love this show a lot. It's another little interesting tidbit. It was actually supposed to be like an anthology show kind of like how Black Mirror is. So each episode, well, in this case, it would be season, but each season was going to be a separate issue and all tied up at the end. But they were like, we're so glad that we didn't do that because it's it's great. Like the kids just had so much, the kids are just, these kids have so much fucking swagger. You know what's funny? that You mentioned that anthology thing. I have a little side tangent. So okay. me and me and Kathy started watching this show on Netflix called Easy. Have you heard of it? Yes. Okay. So we're like, oh, that looks good. So we're watching it, and we we realize it's one of those anthology shows where it's all gonna tie together at the end. And we're watching it. We're watching it, and we're like eight episodes in, and I'm like, this makes no sense. Like, this show literally doesn't make any sense at all. And I stop it, and I realize it says season two, episode eight. I'm like, <laughs> did we just skip the entire first season and start on the second season? <laughs> and Kathy's like, yeah, I think we did. So we were like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going back to watch the whole first season. So you just watched like the recap, season one recap? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. That makes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Uh, that's, that's it. Yeah, so what, thoughts on Stranger Things. I know you've never seen the show, but. No, I, I realized the, uh, the following that it has. And uh, so do you know if Shyamalan is like a uh, hands-on producer? I don't, but from having seen the actual Wayward Pine show, and I know the Duffner Brothers directed a lot of the show, a lot of, a couple of the episodes, um, it has a very Shyamalan feel. A good Shyamalan feel. Not a happening Shyamalan feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would say he has some influence, and even Stranger Things has some Shyamalan-esque like horror like feels to it like like sci-fi horror feels to hmm. it so it's definitely like brings it back to the Shyamalan where he was on the cover 
Time Magazine. It's like, is this the new Spielberg? Until we all realized that was a lie, it was a sham. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I think I I definitely do think that they've been heavily influenced by him, especially when it comes to TV, because they never thought of ever working on TV until they got that job. That's a crazy path. I'm glad their show took off for them. Yeah, yeah. Again, most unlikable people ever. They're so boring and awful, but their show is amazing. Yeah, that is crazy. (laughs) But yeah, so final thoughts on Stranger Things. Uh, I'm into it. I'm I'm eventually gonna watch it. I have so many Marvel movies to watch right now. Like that's all I can concentrate on. After that and Narcos, we're gonna watch Stranger Things. So in a couple years, and I'm I'm planning on being done with the Marvel stuff by uh, Black Panther. Okay. No, okay. No, no, by Avengers. So I'll, I'll Infinity see Black War. Panther. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's also in the movies, and this is on TV. So I feel like you can make a room. Just saying. <laughs> Do you realize how many fucking Marvel movies there are? We've watched like ten of them, and there's like seventeen left. So yeah, I I don't realize how many there are. All right, man. Well, what do you got for me? I know you got I know you got a couple of heaters. I do. Yeah. So my first one is one that I've actually talked about before on a previous podcast uh, about one of the characters in the show. It's a little show you may have heard of called Breaking Bad, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, bitch. <laughs> um, so it was written by uh, Vince Gilligan, and uh, he was actually... I'll give you a little backstory on Gilligan, because it really ties into how ridiculous the pitching process was for Breaking Bad. Okay. So he spent seven years as a writer and a producer on The X-Files, and uh, he wrote a show for Fox called Lone Gunman, which apparently was terrible. I've never even heard of it. Uh, so that was canceled. He wrote a show called Battle Creek on CBS, which was canceled after, I think, three episodes. So he was in a long drought of not working, and uh, he was with one of his writing friends. Um, and his name, his name sounds fake as fuck. It's Tom Schnoz. That is a alias. That, that for like, is an alias. Like Inspector Clouseau or something. <laughs> so Tom Schnoz and Vince Gilligan were talking, and uh, the idea for Breaking Bad was actually Tom Schnoz's uh, idea. So he jokingly said, uh, hey, maybe we should be greeters at Walmart, or we should put a meth lab in the back of an RV and drive around the Southwest. And Gilligan said that image of of that stuck in his head and he thought, Hey, I could maybe make a show with this. So he came up and with the back. Wait, wait, wait. So did, I'm sorry, but did Vince Villigan like, you're right. Walmart greeters would make a good show. And Tom Shaw says, no, 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 no. The meth in the RV is like, damn it. And that's how uh superstore was made. <laughs> superstore is actually a decent show. Okay. Well, it's a show? Uh, it's a show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. so Vince Gilligan had yeah. the idea. Comes, he comes up with the idea for having a, a meth-cooking high school teacher. Um, but that was, like, the easiest part. He, he went in to pitch it to Sony, the production company, and <laughs> the executives walked out of the meeting, and one of them was quoted as saying, <laughs> 
Uh, he was talking about a character who had no joy in his life, no special skills, and was living a very mundane existence. Oh, and by the way, he gets cancer. So they were <laughs> not fond of it. And actually, they thought... That's New Mexico, though. They thought it was a joke. Like, the executives thought it was like a joke show or something. Like a comedy? They thought it was like a punked type thing. Like, they were getting punked. Okay. So... That's hilarious. <laughs> the... um. He he calmed down and he and he came up with a good pitch. He came back to Sony, and and gave a, a an actual decent pitch. So Sony ended up uh, producing the series. They agreed to produce the series, uh, but they needed a network to actually show it on. So the the the, the pitches were pretty bad. So his first meeting was with Showtime. And he sits Why down. can't he have someone else pitch for him? I don't know. Why isn't somebody at Sony pitching this stuff? I thought like a manager and agent usually does that. But Maybe, he anyway. probably couldn't afford it at the time. The guy wasn't working very much. True, true. So he sits down with Showtime, and uh, he he throws his pitch out there about a uh, a guy who gets cancer and needs to provide for his family and go, leads to making meth. And the the president stops him and he's like, "Hey, this sounds a lot like weeds." And he was like, what? He had never heard of Weeds before. And that was right around the time the first season was airing. So okay. he even said, he was like, if I had knew, known about Weeds, I would have never made Breaking Bad. Oh, so, yeah, it's, it's well, great. Well, thank God he did, because Weeds is an awful show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they they passed, and his next meeting was at... Uh, FX, and they liked the show, but their their uh, reason for passing was that they felt like they had too many shows with white male leads, <laughs> which was Nip Tuck, Rescue Me, and The Shield. Yeah, it's all white people. So, uh, oh man, what if? Actually, that would have been really bad politically speaking. What if like the only fucking high school teacher, the black man, is a fucking drug dealer? Everyone's awesome, like Nip Tuck, Rescue Me, The Shield, and then the, the one black guy is just a fucking meth dealer. Oh, my God. That would have been a PR nightmare. Oh, for sure. So that was in 2005. Um, his next meeting was with HBO, which I think the show could have been a lot better on HBO because there would have been a lot more oh, yeah. shit to, to go through. Apparently, yeah. HBO did not feel the same way because they didn't even listen to his pitch. They threw him we out did. of their office. Because they hated it so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, luckily, his next meeting in 2007 was with AMC. And they... So, AMC was bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that was like last case. That was like worst case scenario was AMC. So, AMC wanted something to go along with with Mad Men. And they didn't want to be pigeonholed into being the home of period television. So it was literally mm. like anything that was current day they were going to get. As long as it so was halfway decent. Victim of circumstance. So his entire... Um, Wait, Breaking Bad came out before Walking Dead? No, oh, Bre okay. Breaking Bad came out before Wa Walking Dead. Okay. So Breaking Bad was like supposed to ride the coattails of Mad Men. And... Uh, we all know what happened with that. Breaking Bad far surpassed Mad Men. 
especially in the later seasons, like the show fucking sucked. Yeah, um, Walter White made Don Draper look like a pussy. Yeah. So Gilligan's initial script, and I know this this actually brings it back to that last episode where I talked about Jesse Pinkman almost dying at the end of uh, season one. So uh, his initial concept for the show that he pitched to AMC during the first season, Hank, Jesse, and your favorite, Walter Jr., were supposed to die. Oh, they were. Yeah. He, I told you he was. I told you. Yeah. So, But then did he also realize we wouldn't know what's for breakfast every morning? <laughs> so they were saved. They were actually all three saved by the writer's strike. Holy Not just shit. Jesse. The only one that he wanted to keep was Jesse. Hank and Walt Jr. was kind of a... Uh, they couldn't fit their deaths into that season. Because it was shortened okay. by two episodes. Ah. Uh, so... Why couldn't they kill them in the subsequent seasons? I, I think it moved... Like, when I was reading for the for the last podcast, it moved in a way different direction, having to shorten it down to six episodes rather than eight. So, it, they basically were saved by there being two less episodes. Jesse was right. saved by Gilligan actually liking Aaron Paul. Damn. So, Vince Gilligan really had a tough time. He was basically like the, not to flashback Friday to another episode, but... The David S. Gore, like writing and directing Blade Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. I keep saying trilogy. Trinity. Jesus. Um, yeah, the guy had. I mean, those writing credits aren't very good, considering like everything's been either canceled or never aired. Yeah, and he got lucky with X Files because he pitched a. I guess it was a good idea at the time for X Files. He pitched an idea and they bought it, right. and he was supposed to be like a one and done, like one show. And that's it. Like, that's all they bought. But the one of the um, writers liked him and was like, all right, yeah, yeah, we'll hire him on. So he eventually <laughs> became a producer. And uh, that's actually where he met Tom Schnoz, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Alias himself. <laughs> so Tom, it really should. I really wish that they would just change it. Created by Vince Gillian to created by Tom Schnoz. That's gonna or, be my alias. When I get famous, that's gonna be my alias. Seriously, that's that Vince Gilligan needs to change his pen name to Tom Schnoz. <laughs> it's or better yet, on next season of Breaking Bad, make Tom Schnoz like the other evil lawyer at HHM against uh against uh Saul or Jimmy McGill, really. Tom Schnoz could be like a cocaine dealer name. <laughs> You could totally be like the like Gary Oldman's character in True Romance. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's seen True Romance, but if you haven't, watch True Romance because Gary Oldman's character, you saw him as a great many roles. You've never you and you've seen him as Winston Churchill. You've never seen him as a white trash Rastafarian <laughs> drug dealer. Because it's the best way to describe his character. Oh, Quentin Tarantino wrote that movie? Yeah, it's a great movie. Wow. But but we digress. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so final thoughts on Breaking Bad. I, why didn't Walt Jr. die? And I love that show. 
it's constantly rated as one of the best shows ever. And the road that, like, um, one of the HBO executives from that time was asked about um, Breaking Bad and if he regretted the decision. Obviously, he did. But he was like, yeah, it was the biggest regret of my career was passing on Breaking Bad. And they interviewed him on the side of the street (laughs) on Hollywood Boulevard and whatever other Los Angeles street there is. Um, all right, cool, man. Well, I'm definitely, I, I, I got to say, every time I see Breaking Bad on Netflix, I want to just like jump right into it, get into it again. I got really hard into it again and uh, just randomly stopped after season, like halfway through season five, I just stopped. Oh, well, that's the end, basically. So you kind of almost did it. Yeah, it's like we didn't get closure, though. Even though I know how it ends, obviously, but it... <laughs> Maybe I'll watch those tonight. Kevin's like, how did he, how does it go? How does it happen? Um, All right, cool, man. Well, like you, I also have another AMC show that I want to talk about a little bit. So another show that almost didn't get made is none other than the show starring Dominic Cooper. Still don't know. Okay. Well, he's... The Jesse Custer preacher, uh, so AMC's preacher. Um, now to do just a quick rundown on what preacher actually is, because I feel like this is a show that sadly falls under the radar for a lot of people. Um, it's about a <laughs> you guessed it, a preacher who has a shady past and eventually inherits a power. Um, to which he can make anyone kind of obey his command. So Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg um, actually produced and created the show based on a comic book. So this was a comic book. um, And although, interestingly enough, the show is more of a prequel to the comic rather than a beat-for-beat adaption. It's funny because before I get into like the nitty-gritty of how the show came about when they finally got the basically were able to make the show. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg actually sat down with the comic book creator and were like, we're going to make like a, just a night, like a good adaption of the comic book. And the creator of the comic book said, that's stupid. Like, (laughs) so they basically made the first season, a more of a prequel to the comic book. They changed the lead actress or female character to black um uh and i think they changed a couple other things but the main thing was like it's not very a beat for beat thing and it's more of a inspired by with with using the characters so like the same world and basically seth rogan and evan goldberg in the in the comic he's actually he wears a preacher outfit but you never actually see him being a preacher so they're like, well, we should probably have him like in a church and doing like doing preacher, <laughs> preacher things. things. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of crazy how like even though the show, it still wasn't uh, like a true adaption of the comic book. Um, I've never read the comic book, so I couldn't really say. But show's hilarious, and I kind of after watching the show, um, and I think it's coming out for this third season. I'm definitely interested to 
maybe pick up the comic and take a look. Um, but yeah, so Seth and Evan had been planning to create the show for nearly 10 years before it actually made its debut on AMC. The show was basically made because throughout the entirety of um, their writing slash acting career for Seth Rogen, um, they just would never shut up about Preacher and how awesome it was. And um, it's funny because even before the show was even a thing, Hollywood had its eye on Preacher's potential. Um, both Sam Mendes, who directed Skyfall, Revolutionary Road, a couple, like a lot of good movies. Uh, and Mark Steven Johnson, not so good movies, directed Daredevil. Um, they had planned to make a live action adaption um, that never really picked up any steam. However, it was set to be a movie rather than a um, but both Seth and Evan still at it, kept telling their agent they could make this because it entailed both comedy and action elements, which the two both felt that they had been pretty familiar with. Um, so it, now it brings us to one of, I personally think, Seth Rogen's most awful movies ever uh, is The Green Hornet. If you remember The Green Hornet, it was a pseudo superhero movie uh, starring Seth Rogen and some other guy that's based on a TV show where he's a Batman esque vigilante. Um, it's not good. It's terrible. It's, it's all right. It's it's, it, not good. it's a new take of of the that genre, I guess the the comedic take. I like that. It wasn't a good movie. Uh, no. Yeah, I like the comedic parts, but like the 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 combination of it just was awful. But um yeah, while filming that the two of them, both Seth Gold uh Seth Rogan and Evan Goldberg, uh met Neil Moritz, who is behind the franchise that is is the bane of my entire existence. Twilight. Nope. Come on, Kevin. Uh Fast and Furious. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> So, um, at this time, the rights for the show, because apparently there was a lot of like other companies that owned the actual rights to Preacher. So it was like company owned by this company, owned by this company, owned by this company, owned the Preacher. But at this point, the rights were basically up for grabs. And our buddy Neil Moritz, who Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg had met on these uh, as being part of the Green Hornet, actually purchased the rights because of how much both Seth and Evan talked about it. But ironically, uh, Neil Moritz tried making the series with two other people before oh, even damn. approaching. Yeah. So he kind of fucked them over. Like their loud mouths kind of screwed them over, which made Neil Moritz, you know, con- like screw them over and not go to them. But yeah, same thing. Like, like what happened with Sam Mendes and Mark Steven Johnson, project just kind of fell through. No one, nothing ever came out of, you know, there was no like tangible thing that came out of that. Hmm. So it actually made its way back to Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Um, I just think it's funny that a shit movie and helmsman of an awful franchise, Fast and Furious, were the pieces to make a, personally, I think it's a very great show. It's hilarious. It it really has all those 
things. It has like superhero kind of weird comic book elements to action to f- hilarious comedy. Um, and they really push the boundaries when it comes to AMC. Like they really get a lot away with a lot of stuff. But um, when Neil Moritz eventually approached uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, it was p- portrayed as a film, pitched as a film. And finally they were like, it's going to be, there's too much to cram in there to make it a movie. Let's try going with a show. And the only reason they went with the show was because they basically credit the success of The Walking Dead for allowing Hollywood to trust in a less traditional comic book story. So that is how we have the show, AMC's Preacher. Um, it's a fantastic show. I, I honestly can't say enough good things about it. It is fucking hilarious. They're, they're not so much attached to it now, I think, for the second season, but it, it still remains one of my most, one of my favorite shows out there and it, again it just it just flies under the radar but it's 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 sneakily good yeah i've never i've never seen it but isn't um isn't that premise of a guy that can make them do what he wants isn't that like a jessica jones thing wasn't that jessica jones it, yeah it is kind of like jessica jones but he has like basically he starts off as like a criminal turned preacher and um, there's actually a vampire that's in the show. <laughs> and there's these like agents from heaven, these angels come to recover something um, that is basically like the spirit that like basically possesses the preacher and allows him to kind of command people when he wants. It's not like every time. It's just like he activates it. He calls it the word. So he thinks it's the word of god yeah so um but yeah it's just a lot of fucking funny ass moments the second season was i mean it was so good it was so good it's got a lot of interesting characters i will just say the second season has hitler in it for a good portion because one character gets sent to hell and it's an interesting take it's not like a little nikki hell where people are wearing bras on their head and licking each other (laughs) because <laughs> I fucking hate that movie. Um, That's an awful movie. But yeah, so yeah. What well, thoughts on Preacher? Thoughts on? I know. You, are you a Seth Rogen guy? I don't think I you're... like Seth Rogen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm a huge Super Bad Pineapple Express. Love those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can it's see funny. myself getting into this. This it, it's so it's a comedy. It's comedy action. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could definitely be into that, especially if Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because they actually use fight scene of Pineapple Express between Danny McBride to show like the rawness, but still mixed with comedy as like a talking point of how they can actually they how they both were basically perfect for this show for the adaption of this comic book. Yeah, that's a. I guess that's a good way to show that you can do multiple things is like have really good filmed and shot cutscenes or a fight scene in your comedy movie about drugs. <laughs> it's kind of like, basically, your, it's yeah. like uh, making your resume while you're still at work, like making oh. your resume on a work computer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's yeah. I, 
again, if anyone, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's such a good, it's just such a good show. It's honestly like one of my favorite shows out there. That's, that is saying something. Yeah. I mean, again, it just falls on the radar. Like the first, I feel like the first couple episodes are like kind of tough to get through, but then once it gets going, it gets going and it gets going hard and it is just it's so like fully aware of itself and it just makes it that much better but um yeah but well thoughts on the uh complexity of getting this made and how like they basically talked about this for it's crazy that their entire career it's crazy the guy tried to screw them over (laughs) it's like you think you're gonna screw over two of like the best comedy writers of the, like the last decade and, and like net and, and work in Hollywood again. Like that's not what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he owns the fast and franchise, fast and furious franchise. So it's, I guess he's I'm, not going to be too hurt. Yeah. <laughs> he's not, he's not. Cause they're coming out with 50 more. I told you, man, transformers in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, what's, what's, what do you got for me for the next one? So my next one had the opposite problem. Um, they wanted to make a 90-minute special and had nothing to fill it with. So they decided to make it a 30-minute TV show. And I'm talking about Seinfeld. Nice. So <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David, uh, they met on the New York Comedy Club circuit in the early 80s. And uh, they were always kind of friends, but... Apparently, Larry David is a dick, and uh, nobody likes oh, I'm him. Not surpri- yeah, I'm not surprised about that at all. <laughs> so they weren't, like, super good friends. But um, so uh, Jerry was on The uh, Tonight Show in 89, uh, and NBC approached him after the show and asked him to pitch a series. And he was super into it, but he needed a writer because he couldn't do it all by himself. So it turns out a week before NBC asks him this, he and Larry David are sitting in a restaurant talking about TV show ideas. So in this restaurant, they came up with the idea called Stand Up. And it's basically the basis of what the Seinfeld show is, is centered around. The beginning. Yeah, yeah. So the initial show was going to be a 90-minute special and Larry said it, it would just be us making fun of stuff. Like, that was the premise of the show. It wasn't actually supposed to be a show about nothing, which is what it was marketed as. <laughs> it was actually supposed to be a show about how uh, a comic gets their material. So That's interesting. Yeah. So they're, they're sitting down to write this, and they're like, fuck, we, have, we don't have enough stuff to fill a 90-minute special. And I guess the that premise was supposed to be following Jerry Seinfeld around throughout the week or throughout the couple weeks, and then at the end he would have like a little stand-up set. Okay. And they were like, "Oh God, that fucking sucks!" Because we can't, we cannot fill ninety minutes even with the comedy sketch in there. Right. So they decide to make a half-hour series, and as they're creating this show. Larry David is like banned from every production meeting because everyone hates him. What? 
Jesus. So apparently, so Larry David wrote the show, but there was also other writers. Jerry Seinfeld was a writer. There was two other writers. Whenever something was changed in David's script, he would fucking flip out. He would lose it. So they had to eliminate him from the production meetings and change stuff without him knowing. And then they would just shoot it. So So he Larry David basically didn't contribute to this show. He did. No, he wrote all of he wrote all the episodes. But he basically had no say after that. Yeah, little small rewrites or like, you know, somebody wouldn't say that. They would rewrite it. Right. He fucking lost it. He was like he even said that he was really hard to work with, and that was him like that was him talking, so Uh, it's like I have to work with this shit every day. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think I feel? <laughs> so they're they're starting to make this show, and uh, they're talking to NBC, and NBC gives them the somewhat of a green light to uh, to make four episodes. <laughs> they're like, I guess, yeah. Fuck and you, Larry. I, from what I understand, four episodes is a slap in the face, but I feel like a no is more of a slap in the face than four episodes. Yeah. So Yeah. <laughs> so they, they agreed to make four episodes, and uh, they tested the pilot in 1989, and audiences hated every second of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, some of them left uh, the... They left the screening, and their comments said uh, they thought Jerry Seinfeld, his character was annoying, and they didn't understand why everything needed to be explained to him. And (laughs) one of them said it was too New York, and another one said it was too Jewish. Damn! (laughs) Yeah. So that focus group was full of just, like, racist country bumpkins. Too city and too Jew. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So at, at this time, they're like, fuck. Our, our show sucks. So they renamed it to the Seinfeld Chronicles and pitched it to Fox. And Fox was one of the hardest passes you're ever going to see. They flat out said no. God. And uh, so they they actually decided to air the show. Wait, Fox did? No. No, NBC, NBC actually decided to air it. So they shot the four episodes. Pilot didn't test well, but they actually decided to let them air the show. So they were given the the chance to be aired right away, to have the first four episodes air Wednesday nights during the, the summertime, or they could hold off and wait till fall, which I guess is like prime primetime TV watching. Uh, they could run Thursday nights, in the fall after a rerun of cheers. So they had to think they're like, what do we, what do we do? And it was like a no brainer. They, they were waiting until the fall. Then they were going to run after reruns of cheers. So what time was cheers? Cheers was on at nine, I think. And then Seinfeld was on at 10. That's late. That is late. Especially for like NBC. That's like, that's like paid programming at that point. Pretty much. Right? I, I don't think there's anything... I mean, I could be... I'm probably wrong, but I feel like 10 o'clock for a primetime channel That's is... That's also Eastern. I know Eastern mm. people are like... They get their shows real late. Tem- yeah, that's true. That's like 8 o'clock my time, and that's late for me. <laughs> yeah. 
So, yeah, and they they basically ran with Cheers, and as as NBC was trying to make Seinfeld more like Cheers or maybe get it some a boost in ratings, they wanted to have um they wanted to have a woman, so they introduced Elaine, and they wanted Jerry and Elaine to hook up to like be boyfriend girlfriend oh god so larry david was not having this yeah i bet so the the first season ended or the first four episodes ended in season two he wrote an episode called the deal and it was basically a fuck you to nbc where jerry and elaine would become friends with benefits with no emotional attachment and they would just fuck and that's it and (laughs) nbc let let him shoot it i guess i mean they didn't have any but it was like a it was like a huge fuck you to them at the time oh yeah so yeah i'm surprised they let them actually go with that i am too i don't know it didn't really say anything about the creative freedom that they had but i know the second season getting picked up was kind of like they had nothing else so they're like all right whatever we'll give it a second season and that's when it blew up Wow. Yeah, because I heard the first season of Seinfeld is shit. Yeah, it's really Cheers that, and I I don't like Cheers. I don't. I never thought it was a good show, but I know a lot of people did. Cheers is like four blocks from my house. <laughs> just saying, I'm just just random fact. It's like four <laughs> blocks away. The the bar that was inspired by it. So yeah, I mean Seinfeld rode the coattails of Cheers until. Seinfeld became way bigger and way better than Cheers. Yeah. Which is pretty so crazy. Did did they pick how did they pick Julia Louis Dreyfus? Larry David had worked with her on uh Saturday Night Live. Okay. So he was like, No, the perfect woman. When they when they said they needed a woman, he was like, I fucking know. And pretty much <laughs> got a, went after her immediately. There was nobody nice. else. Nice. Nice. So there was no like I don't know, fucking random ass person that would have no. been Elaine. No, there was Thank pretty, God. There, there was no uh, substitutions what? or anything. Jason Alexander even said after the pilot, they shot the pilot, they're like, well, it was nice knowing you. Like, <laughs> and, he, and he said, ALF is the biggest show right now. Nobody's going to watch this show. Right. And everyone pretty much agreed. Seinfeld and David had like a little going away party after the pilot was shot. They didn't even think it was going to be picked up. Fuck. Yeah, so it was like... Well, I mean, it seems like even when it was picked up, no one really had any sort of faith in this fucking show. I think it was after the second season where they were like, okay, this is actually something. And I know they were talking about one of the episodes, one of my favorite episodes where uh, they're literally waiting for a seat in a Chinese restaurant the entire episode. And people are getting <laughs> seated in front of them, and it's it's like a crazy episode, but... Now that's one of the most iconic episodes. NBC hated it and didn't want them to shoot it. So it's like, what the fuck do they know? Yeah, seriously. I'm thinking more and more that studios don't know talent when they see it. And they probably honestly don't. There's probably a lot of amazing people that get passed up that we'll never see in our waiters. Yeah, if you think of the shows that we're missing out on because they're not getting... Well, they could just go to Netflix, but they're not getting on network TV. (laughs) Yeah. We're, have, we're faith ye, on, have faith ye. Have faith ye. 
of of, of small small shows and t in in movies. Just pitch it to Netflix. Exactly. You're all set. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, that was educational, man. Like that's crazy, fucking Seinfeld. Like I didn't realize. Yeah, so I thought Jerry actually- Seinfeld was a pretty big comic back in the day. Before Seinfeld. Yeah, he yeah, he was. And I think Larry David was too, but after he got the gig on Seinfeld and, and was writing, he didn't really do a lot of stand-up after that. Now that we talked about the movies, or I'm sorry, shows that were almost were never canceled, now let's just dive into the stuff that... TV shows that were never canceled, but should have been cast to the fiery depths of hell where it belongs. Now, my first one here is a show that I feel like I may get a lot of hate for, for putting it on my worst and wish of I should have been canceled. Um, it, better I, not be just, like, it better not be a good show or something. I feel like some people may consider it a good show. I, however, do not. Okay, I'm just write, I, go I will right be say, America right now, and I'll tell you if your show <laughs> is shit or not shit. <laughs> Sounds good. Make sure to vote uh, hashtag John and text so-and-so number <laughs> while I'm performing up here. It's going to pop up on the audios. Um, I'm going to go... Friends. I fucking hate that show. Fuck it's, it's, you. Uh, I can't... I had a feeling you liked it. I fucking hate that show. So Great just show. to get a little bit into the background of it, it actually is another show that would have never been actually made so funny enough the test audience and i have a lot of things in common we both hate friends the show although i can detest humans just as much sometimes um but yeah the show apparently received abysmal ratings from test audiences for what the show's made up of not entertaining not clever or original so, and this was multiple test audience. Um, but the amount of hate I have... They're talking about. The amount of hate I have for this show knows no bounds. All the characters suck, and it's all stupid humor. I, there's <laughs> way more stupid humor than Friends. Dude, Friends is I got garbage. one on my list that's the uh, epitome of stupid humor shows. Okay, well... If you're so confident, tell me why Friends is a good show. I mean, I'm not going to agree with you because I think it's a dog shit show. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of like Seinfeld, but with more Friends, I guess. No. It's It's, not like Seinfeld. It's definitely not on the level of Seinfeld. Seinfeld's like platinum level TV show. (laughs) Yeah. This is a C list TV show. Really? I mean, it's A list on recognition, C list on talent. I, I would say the only character that I hate in the show, I can't stand him, is Ross. David Schwimmer. Yeah. Yeah. And I was... the the uh, Band of Brothers made me really hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that was like the perfect role. I But he was good at it. He was he good was, at it. He was good, but he was such a bitch. He, he really was. Um, yeah, Fritz for me, it's just like nothing about it is funny. Test audiences clearly thought the same, and I wish that they had determined the eventual demise of the show. That's interesting that you hate such an iconic show. 
yeah, I figured it'd be a good, although I don't really have a defense for it other than I just don't like it. So there's no like edginess about it. I just not a fan of the show. I don't think the characters are funny. I'm also not a fan of sitcoms though, which I'll get into for my next one. But I just, I just can't, I just can't deal with it. I just can't look at that show and be like, I don't understand how people think it is entertaining. And I'm pretty sure my brothers like it too. So they probably are going to be like, I'm completely wrong on this. It's not a good show. I'm not entertained by it. And this is our podcast and I'm half of it. And I say what goes. So I think the show is dog shit and it shouldn't be a thing. That is really disappointing for me to hear that from you. Because <laughs> I feel like the I'm majority sorry. of people will strongly disagree, if not hatefully disagree with you. Well, I am more than welcome to debate them on this. There are just so many other funny shows, and for one that is as dated and as... I'm just going to stop because I'm sure I'm going to get you mad. <laughs> So, Kevin, what should have been, what should, what almost didn't get made that should have stayed? This one actually wasn't one that almost didn't get made. It's one that should have never been made in existence ever. Okay. And when I said there was way more worse, stupid humor shows, I was specifically talking about this show. And I'm talking about Two Broke Girls. This show is the worst. And I have seen so many goddamn episodes of it. <laughs> because it always used to be on. It's pro- this is probably the Seinfeld effect with Cheers. It always used to be on after How I Met Your Mother. And I was never like, oh, I'll turn the TV off. I'll change the channel. I, I was going to say, that's again with your alcohol thing. This. Easy remedy, just turn the TV off. So, like, you know, as uh, How I Met Your Mother is winding down, I'm just sitting there playing on my phone and whatnot, and the episode is just airing. And, like, 15 minutes into it, I'm like, what is this noise? I, I, what is this fucking complaining from these two women constantly? And, of course, I finished the episode. Watched, like, a fucking marathon of them. <laughs> Wait, but then why do you watch the show so much if you don't like it? Uh, I Is it like a hate watch? You're like, this show's so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> like, I know it's going to be on after How I Met Your Mother, and that was at the time where I was actually, like, watching How I Met Your Mother on Thursday Live nights, TV. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, now I'll just wait for it to come out on Netflix, but I was watching those, so it was always on afterwards, and I always never changed the channel. Not because I wanted to watch it, just because... I never thought I never thought about it being on after that. I was just like, oh, there's something else that can be background noise. That okay, is the worst sense. background noise ever. Because it's Cuz it got you hooked. It's literally two broke girls complaining about being broke. And fun fact, there's 6 seasons of it. They they what? Yeah, there's 138 <laughs> episodes of this show and it is fucking dog shit. I actually think that, well, I've actually never seen the show, but I feel like the sitcom, it's either good, like legendary, it has to be legendary, or it's trash, like dumpster fire. Yeah. And it with, it's so different because like with How I Met Your Mother and, and 
two broke girls on right after each other completely different both sitcoms though two broke girls is like sentence sentence joke and then laugh ha, ha, laugh ha, track ha, ha, for ha, ha. 20 minutes sentence sentence joke laugh track for 20 minutes like literally watch watch like a five that's minute crazy clip. that a 30 minute episode instantly became 40 minutes <laughs> yeah with laugh tracks only <laughs> that may have been an over exaggeration now i can see why you hate it <laughs> There's no story at all. Uh, yeah, so awful, awful show. I hate it. I hate thinking about it. I I hate the fact that I'm talking about it on the podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you've justified your hate for it more than I've justified friends' hate. I felt like I was pretty, pretty, like calm on that. That that's that that's some hate for that show. That may be the show that I hate the most in the world. In the world. I haven't seen, like, terrorist shit. All right, let's not get crazy. I don't watch people's heads getting chopped off on Al Jazeera. <laughs> You're like, terrorists shooting RPGs at people. Two broke girls is worse. <laughs> I, I think about... if If you were to show somebody from either the past like the 40s two broke girls they'd be like fuck this is stupid <laughs> or if you were to show like somebody from another country like this is how americans are here's two broke girls it would be embarrassing for them to think that that's what americans are like yeah especially two broke people who have jobs as waitresses yeah and have time to pause for Two minutes of laughter. 20 minutes of laughter. <laughs> 20 minutes of laughter. Get it right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, not a fan of sitcoms, and this one I would also agree with. I, I look at it, and I think it's also stupid. So you very much are, I'm very much on your side on this one. It's not on the level of Friends. It's not even close. It's not even the same ballpark. It's not even the same Okay, sport. okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I will say that this one is on both of those levels equally. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. I feel like we're another trying to one-up each other here. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Another sitcom that I cannot stand. Oh, man. So if I thought sitcoms couldn't get any worse with time, boy, was I a fool. Straight up fool. Um, so CBS had an outright stinker. Stinker. That two was almost never made. And personally, I think they should have finished the job. They should have put the pillow right over the face and just held it there until it struggled and then went limp. And I'm talking about the Big Bang Theory. Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... One of my worst and most hated shows in all of TV. CBS itself hated the pilot. Saw no pro. By the way, CBS is also the one that distributes it. Hated the pilot. Didn't see much promise for it. So it basically went through an extensive rewrite, which saw the removal of some characters and inclusion of new ones. You know, like our favorite ones. Like the... And, you know, this is actually... Feminists out there and women out there. 
you should hate this show equally. The writers of this show originally had two smart engineer women on this show. You know who they replaced it with? Kaylee Coco, the dumb bitch in the show. So they were like two females that were too smart. <laughs> we need to have the... They can't be smarter than the men. Are you crazy? <laughs> it's a fucking network show, man. Exactly. You would have thought this show was written in the 90s. Or it was on FX in uh, the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, honestly, can you imagine how awful the first episode was considering they settled on the show, this show that's equal parts brainless and equal parts awful? Before I answer this, can, I, I need you to, to tell me. Okay. Is this, do you think this is a show that I like or hate? I'm going to go with my poor gut feeling and say you like this show i fucking hate this show okay it's like top five worst shows of all time this is like learning you don't have hiv right now is what happened (laughs) yeah a sigh of relief yeah (laughs) this show is like one step up from or one step down from two broke girls because it's not there's not a 20 minute laugh track But, but there's like enough same, of a live track. It's the same thing over and over again. That's how it was with two broke girls. It's like, we get it. They're broke. They're waitresses. Oh, my God. It's like the same thing with Big Bang. We get it. They're geniuses. And they, they're awkward. Oh, God. How many fucking episodes can you make of this stupid show? Exactly. So I'm just going to go on. on I, just, I, I don't like sitcoms in the traditional sense. I hate laugh tracks. I hate when people tell me when to laugh. I can't stand it. I can't stand it when people tell me to do stuff, and I can't stand listening to ho, 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 ho. Yeah, because you know oh. they're not sitting in a fucking stadium listening. Like, there's not, they're not watching them do this live. Right. Everyone knows even, it's pre-recorded. Even if it's not pre-recorded and it is live, like, I think it's stupid. It's like, a, it's like the only time I ever watch a play is if it's a musical. I don't watch fucking plays. Like, Plays that could are be the gayest shit you've ever said. <laughs> I don't watch plays unless they're musicals. I mean, I don't really watch musicals either. But I'm saying, if I'm gonna watch a stage performance, it better fucking be a musical with some dancing and shit. <laughs> Seriously, who wants to watch a show where the people just stand there? and bask in their ambiance it's i hate when they come like they come in and it's just like ha 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 like the guy just walked through a door who gives a fuck that only (laughs) works with kramer right it literally only only works works with kramer because he comes in with an entrance it's like well i'm blah 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 ha 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 and then they stand there for 20 minutes and then the show's over (laughs) (laughs) no i i really hate what what you're talking about where they deliver the joke and then they sit there like while you know when they're filming this shit they deliver the line and then they literally just sit there for a second with nothing going on because they're like a second the laugh track yeah yeah it's so fucking stupid (laughs) it's i i can't agree more with you i big bang theory should never have been made it should never have been a thought it is one of the dumbest shows uh, Kevin, what is your next show that you wish was never, but never been born? Yeah, mine is a show that's 
still on the air and airing right now. Two two Broke Girls is actually canceled as fuck right now, so happy about that. <laughs> That's good. Um, my show that needs to just go away and stop being made is uh, I feel like I'm gonna get hate for this because this is a really popular show still. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Horrible show. No, it's uh, Grey's Anatomy. And this is kind of like... Wait, wait. That's still going on? Yeah. Yeah. That's surpri- That's going. legit surprising. It's legit. I'm like legitimate. Yeah, I know. You look at it and you're like, still in production? How? So this was... <laughs> this is like a, a twofer for me because I liked this show. I oh, got really? up to like season seven or something. And... I realized like every well, it was like 14 seasons. So. It was 14 seasons, 305 episodes. <laughs> I get up to season seven and I'm like, this show is literally the same. Every season is the same. It's like, it's like house loved house in the beginning. I, it, it's like the same thing. He can't, he can't solve the problem. Oh, 42 minutes later, he solves the problem. Show over. <laughs> That's house. That is also, Grey's Anatomy, except way slower and less entertaining, I guess. Less house. Less house, yeah, which is already a big mistake. Yeah, it's a fucking... I loved the show when I first saw it, and I was like, as it progressively got into deeper and deeper seasons, it was like, God, this show fucking sucks. And we just stopped watching it. Wow. And now I read something the other day. It's like it got renewed again. I'm like, that show is still airing? And I looked it up, and sure enough, it is. Yeah, I can't believe that it is. I actually just looked it up myself because, like, Kevin's wrong. There's no way that's actually a true <laughs> statement. Um, Yeah. We have just a lot of shows on here that were complete dog shit, even though you don't agree with friends, but... They definitely should have been canceled. And I'm hoping that I get a lot more rally behind me in regards to friends and Big Bang Theory. I don't think you're going to get on Twitter. It from friends. I don't think Big Bang getting... Theory, though. Does Big Bang Theory that much? Lo- is that liked a lot? I think Big Bang Theory is liked by a lot of people. <sighs> I think it's probably. It might be the number one show on TV right now. Like Prime. This is, this is legitimately like finding out like a lot of people are like following like alt right. Extremist people. A lot of people are Nazis, more than you thought. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, damn, what is the world coming to? It's like the same thing, same thought. Guys, I think we learned a lot today. I think we learned that Kevin and I seem to really hate sitcoms. What are your <laughs> thoughts on How I Met Your Mother? Do you like that show or do you hate it? I'm whatever on it. I, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't hate it. I think it's it's just I just I don't think if it was like a normal show probably would like it more understandable. I just it's the sitcom thing, man. I just can't get over the sitcom thing. I honestly like production value for me is huge. If I see like dinky little sets, I'm like, this is fake. I'm out of it. Like I'm just like yeah. I'm just connected immediately. Like the Fresh Prince basketball court that's like. 20 feet long and he's like just sprinting back and forth you're like that's not real exactly like the sky is actually like a blue painting it'll like fall over yeah it's yeah no i see what you mean um but yeah guys i mean let us know on uh twitter and instagram like what you guys thought were 
good shows that almost never got made and were made. And you're like, fuck yeah, I'm glad that happened. And then also shows that were like, I fucking hated that show. It sucked. And I'm, uh, and I hope, I wish that it did stay in the fiery dip- depths of hell where it belongs. Um, but yeah, as always, make sure to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram because I know we're bad at it, but I promise you we'll be better. We'll be better at the at the social media Twitter's, stuff. Twitter's been decent. The, the Twitter's Instagram, been decent. Instagram's it, been struggling. Tough. It's been struggling. <laughs> but we promise we'll put some nice new content out there for you. Um, Kevin, do you have anything to plug? Um, I do, actually, and it's the show. Because oh, I feel like nice. I feel like we've never actually said on the show when it releases. So I feel like we should say <laughs> That's true. That's true. I feel like we should say every Monday there's a new episode of Wicked Hot and we've spent like thirty six episodes and have not said that. <laughs> so uh yeah, Mondays. And as always, make sure you give the show a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Wicked Hot Talk. Um, and then obviously at our respective ones, you can find it on our on the uh, show's Twitter and Instagram page. But um, again, guys, I don't I don't know if you have anything else, Kevin, to to say while we nope s- sail off into the to the next week. But yeah, have a good weekend or good work week. Guys, ah, Monday, yeah, Monday. Monday is not it's, Friday anymore. It's not unless, Friday it, anymore. unless you're listening to it on Friday, then happy weekend or whatever. Yeah, or how do they listen to it Friday? They must have the hookup. I don't even know. If I would say the, the next. Episode, I was just saying the next Friday. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> unless you're okay. Uh, a tryhard and you you listen to it on Monday when it comes out, like I would Most. hope a lot of people do. Yeah, agree, agree. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week and. Uh, Stay wicked hot. Bye, everybody.